Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. You know what I don't understand, Vince? What's that, Tom? I don't understand why we keep letting Carl Papa <laughs> give us beers on the show. Because we are whores for a donation. <laughs> for those who don't know, Carl uh, Papa was our first fan of the year. Our inaugural fan of the year. Then he fell off. He lost yeah. his title. He's upset that he, he didn't win it twice. Now he's trying to make a comeback by donating, I guess we could call it a beer. You definitely know what it is. It's Stiegel Radler. Stiegel Radler. Now, for those of you who have been with us over at least the last season, you know that we had a similar beer. Schaufferhofer Grapefruit. This also happens to be a Grapefruit Rattler. Um, I have heard of Stiegel before and the Rattler. I've had it in the form of a Vodka Rattler. Yes. And that is because this bad boy checks in at a 2.5. Oh, percent. This is ABV. This is bar- This is like alcohol for babies. <laughs> alcohol for babies. <laughs> babies first booze. <laughs> Are you with Lindsay? That milkaholic. <laughs> the E Trade commercials. This one originates from Salzburg, Austria. I'm quite certain that the cans that we're drinking here have been produced in the good old U.S. of A. But um, this is going to be one of the more historical beers that we have, if you can call it a beer. Uh, from Stiegel Browery Zoo Salzburg, which I can only imagine means Stiegel Brewery of Salzburg. Yep, this is a grapefruit Radler slash Shandy. We've done summer Shandy on the show. Yeah. But this is, well, we'll get into what makes this a little bit different. The description is pretty straightforward. Real grapefruit juice gives this deliciously refreshing Radler, which they, even in the description, call a mixed beer drink. And it's amber, natural cloudiness, and pleasant tangy taste. 100% natural ingredient and brewed in alpine water from Mount Untersberg. Untersberg. And Vince, you pointed this out before we started. On the can, uh, it doesn't describe it as a beer. It describes it as a malt beverage. With natural flavor. <laughs> that's like, that's like, what is that? That's like, that's like saying, oh, she's a prostitute. <laughs> oh, but No, she's an escort. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah there it is. First Austrian beer, another Carl donation. You might be shocked to learn that uh, Stiegel Brewery has roots going all the way back to 1492. So this is actually he the sailed the ocean blue. They, they mentioned that in the on the website, but Vince this is actually the second oldest brewery that we've reviewed. The this first, hurts my heart so the much. The first is still Stella Artois, but. All the way back in 1492, Salzburg. This is where the Das Bruhau Ander Gasten was mentioned. Uh, that's the place where they first did this. And the name Stiegel comes from uh, the eponym for a small ste- set of steps next to a brew house. So um, basically, the house Bay der Stiegen is the house by the stairs. So, stairs in a brew house. Hence the word Stiegel. I apologize if I butchered that German. Right I thought there. that went really well. I, you know what? I, I thought so too. But I, we've great. got some German listeners here. Um, da. <laughs> we're gonna quickly go through the timeline. Stiegel became Austria's largest brewery in 1650. In 1780, 
Mozart drank his first Stiegel beer. I thought that was funny that they pointed that out. Yeah, that's that. Talk about name dropping. Yeah. But as far as like, <laughs> you're if you're looking for street cred today, that's not going to do it for you. Yeah. So you know, between all the 1800s, they, they got bigger and bigger. They switched families over. The the Humer Kiner family uh, took over in 1887. Uh, 1912, they created what is still considered Austria's most popular beer, Stiegel Goldbrau. I've not had that. I'll bet that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had some rough years during uh, World Wars One and Two, as you might guess. We'll touch on some of that. But um, basically, they have worked their way up over almost 600 years of history. They're still around. Last thing I will say is that in 2009, they uh, crossed the 200 million half liter mark for all Stiegel beers. So they have brewed quite a few beers for this fine planet. I guess we can we can just crack these. I already know what we're getting into. I'm not <laughs> amped. I've had this before, but it's been a while, so we'll see how I feel about it. Cheers, Tom. Cheers. Danke. Danke, Danke. Okay. Okay, it smells great, as we know it should. Yeah. That's refreshing. <laughs> That's refreshing, it is. So, the first time I had Stiegel was about seven years ago. Okay. Remember Fremont in Chicago? It was like a River North bar. Uh, vaguely. Well. I do know Beaumont. Yes, I know. Beaumont's is completely different. Fremont no longer exists. Beaumont doesn't either. Really? Yeah, they shut it down. Oh, that place needed to get shut down. <laughs> that place needed to be burned down. Um, well, anyway, my friend was like, hey, I'm going to be drinking all day, so I'm going to do some Stiegel Radlers. I'm like, what? I don't know what he was talking about. He starts ordering these. No vodka in them. <laughs> and he probably crushed like 10 of these in, in an hour and a half at a bar. So he basically undid everything. <laughs> yeah. He totally just <laughs> defeated the purpose of like, you know, pacing it out for the day. But I had a couple and I was like, well, this tastes really good. It just doesn't taste like beer to me. It tastes like juice. Yeah, it's juice. It's carbonated juice. This is like uh, LaCroix with a bunch of sugar in it. The only other time I see this like regularly had is at places like Paradise Park where you get the vodka rattlers, right? Yeah, you, it's, it's usually used in, I feel like, cocktails. I could be wrong about that, but... As far as like sipping it alone, that is yeah. primal behavior. That's that's like caveman behavior. If you're if you are doing what we're yeah. doing right now, you are setting back the human race hundreds of years. Yeah, and I think like it's unfortunate that this is the first one we're reviewing on our show because I feel very confident that the other Stiegel products that are more traditional beer, they're probably great. But this is the most popular one. Yeah, and why is that? Why are they disgracing the nation of Austria with this slander? Well, I, don't, I think Austria is <laughs> doing it to themselves. I want to go back to your Mozart point for a second. Yeah. Because they, they made a huge deal about name dropping the first time he had one. Yeah. Which, like, by the way, good on whoever was working PR back then to be like, this guy's going to be big. <laughs> we should document when he had his first one. Yeah. That's insane. But also, Mozart is like Elvis in America. In Austria. In the 1700s. Yes, like, his, his, but now. Did he also die in the is toilet? a big place. <laughs> I don't think so. But it's insane. Like, 
We treat they treated him like garbage. I can't remember was it him or Beethoven who was deaf. Beethoven was deaf. Beethoven was deaf. Mozart was not. But Mozart, I'm pretty sure died penniless. <coughs> I'm double checking this, but my my recollection of Mozart is that he was a child prodigy. Like at you know a he was three or four years old, he could like masterfully play the piano. So. He kind of, to me, I think he was like the Tiger Woods of Austria. Like, okay, so he was fine. Yeah. So I'm mixing up Beethoven. Beethoven, they tr- they treated Beethoven like garbage wherever he was. Yeah, Beethoven definitely had it rough. I- I'm not going to claim I'm a Mozart expert, but there was a movie in the 80s called Amadeus that was a biopic of Mozart. Mm. I can't remember who was in it or what it was really like, but... Is um, that is that where we got Amadeus? Amadeus. Yes, <laughs> his name full name is Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, and according to Wikipedia, he wrote over eight hundred pieces of classical period compositions, and he started at age five. Okay, so so, so he's a child prodigy, yeah. so he lived the good life, but he only lived to be thirty five years old, so he kind of burned out quick. Okay, so is he? I was about to say, is Beethoven like? The Kurt Cobain, but the, like the grungy, out of counterculture guy who's just deaf down there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Beethoven says he was fifty-six. So, oh wow. Yeah, I guess for seventeen hundreds era, that's pretty old. Also, like, were these guys just cleaning up in the lady department? I mean, they were probably like the rock stars of their era. That's but so odd. Here's the thing, like. In our parents' generation and even in our grandparents' generation, we had television, right? So you could watch Elvis on TV. You could watch music videos of, like, Guns N' Roses. Obviously, now you can just, like, have a direct connection on social media to people. But, like, what were thoughts in the 1700s doing to keep up with Beethoven and with Mozart? (laughs) Like, were they just going to, like, random European cities and, like, trying to crash... This concert was, halls. This was also well before they had any decency about like age of consent. There were probably like twenty. Well, twenty is very old back then, but there were probably like seventeen-year-old women who were like courting this seven-year-old. Oh, probably even younger than that. Yeah, like, I mean, Romeo and Juliet was about like preteen. Well, I'm talking. I'm talking about like a, a predatory fashion. Also, was there like the who was the Elvis guy? Doc, Doc, whatever. Yeah. I can't remember. Is there that guy who was just making money off him? Like, well, he has yeah. a wig. <laughs> well, they obviously, they didn't have recordings. So, like, everything that they played, you had to see yourself. Or, yeah, like, that's true. Or, like, get, like, the sheet music and try to learn. But I was a self-taught musician. I know a lot of people were self-taught. Like, imagine being so good self-taught that you were, like, still being listened to hundreds of years after you die. Yeah, that's kind of pretty wild. fucking impressive. Yeah, that that is impressive. I'll tell you what, it's a lot more impressive than this is going down because although that first sip was refreshing, I'm finding it to be less and less so every time I take a sip. How are you? I'm feeling? having a nice time with it. It's it's like drinking a grapefruit pop, quite frankly. It's not a beer. I feel like it's better than Schafferhofer, I'll tell you right now. Uh, yeah, well, the thing about Schafferhofer was like Though a lot of the qualities were the same, but I I despised the taste. I don't despise the taste of this, but it's also, it's not really doing a lot for me. 
Well, I mean, it's 2%. Of course, it's not doing a lot for you. I'm not even talking about the alcohol component. I'm just saying that, like, this tastes like cotton candy to me. Like, if you put cotton candy and candy into a can. All right. Well, so this has stood the test of time, despite being pretty reviled. By some. Uh, some by, people obviously love it. By many. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> so are we, are, we, are we saying what I think we're saying? Yes. That this is Radler is the Nickelback of... <laughs> Of beer? It's not even beer. No, I mean, here's here's a, a thought on the topic of music. Like, I hate country music, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you hate country music as well. I don't. I I make the exception for when I'm outdoors at a barbecue and I have no control over the radio. Okay. Well, just because I hate country music doesn't mean that country music sucks for everybody, right? There's obviously a lot of people that love country music. So to me... This is probably like country music. There's obviously an audience for it. I'm not part of that audience at all, but that doesn't mean that it shouldn't exist, if that makes sense. Let's dial it in here. Let's focus on Austria. Have you been to Austria? No, I have not. Okay, I hear Salzburg's wonderful by all accounts, so I'll leave them out of this. But in Vienna, uh, it's very old. It's very stuffy. You've been there. I have. Yeah. To me, this is again to me, to my point, very old, very stuffy. Grand Palace, they actually still have current day balls, like like you see in Beauty and the Beast, like yeah. you see in the movies, princesses. It's, it's where you go if you want to feel like a princess or a prince, right? And it's very old, very expensive. Everything's very clean, upright. The bars aren't getting rowdy. They're very small. Pretty much you're having cocktails or you're having nothing, in my experience, they do have some beers there. It's just kind of like it's not as big as it is elsewhere in the world. And this fits for that. This is about as close as I would expect Austria to come, or sorry, not Austria, Vienna specifically, which again, I know I'm generalizing, to come to a beer. I can't speak for Salzburg, I've never been there, but this Rattler being the most popular thing that has come out of a Viennese brewery that happens to have so much history doesn't shock me well i can't speak to that because i haven't been there but it does seem like they they view themselves as like a very traditional german-esque brewery like if you look at the brewmasters on their website or the videos they they pump out like it feels very traditionally german so I know Austria and, and Germany are different countries, but they share a lot of similarities. Oh too. yeah, well they were they were occupied for a while, right? They they absolutely were, and it's obviously both countries were firmly entrenched in World Wars One and Two. But for whatever reason, you don't think of Austria as a beer country. You know, you always think about Germany. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And theoretically, you should be thinking about both. Theoretically, I mean, they're not doing themselves favors right. But this right is now. part. I think this is the problem. I think Austria is doing a bad job promoting themselves as a, as a beer historic figure. Well, Austria has traditionally had problems, image problems, aren't they? Where Franz Ferdinand got assassinated? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> not the band. Yeah, no. The Archduke. Can you imagine? <laughs> All six members of Franz Ferdinand <laughs> shot in a cavalcade. Yeah, and it, I did some light research on random Austrian facts, and it, it, they always like mention that it's one of like the cleanest, like, yeah. highest rates of living, 
So, I mean, it's probably a fantastic place to live. It's just ironic that they happen to have this one brewery that's been around since Christopher Columbus. It's To me, it is almost like the polar opposite of what you associate with Chicago, right? Yeah. Or New York or any of the big, great American cities, right? Except maybe throw LA out there. We've talked about them. Yeah. But the, the big East Coast ones, Boston, right? This gritty dirty working class pull yourself up by your bootstraps and they're like oh no we don't touch our bootstraps no we go skiing in the alps we don't even touch our shoes <laughs> we drink fancy cocktails and juicy beers that basically don't have booze oh two percent that's 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 a lot <laughs> vince why don't we uh, take this into the glass yeah really i'll quick. take it into the i don't glass. think it's we'll gonna really oh that's shocking You've never seen it in the glass? Yeah, it's real. Uh... <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's real. Well, it's real carbonated, real real hazy. I thought it would be a little more uh, pink than it is, given that it's grapefruit. I haven't. I don't know if I've ever had a pink beer, now that I think about it. I have. They're very good. They're usually um, some sort of ghost. It's not really any different out of the glass. Yeah. Real quick. I want to go over some other um, yeah, go. famous Austrians. We've mentioned a couple of them. We mentioned Mozart. You brought up Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> Sigmund Freud. Did you know he was Austrian? <laughs> that does that does check out. He'd be pumped at what's going on on Hinge. Everybody's talking about therapy there. So nice job, Sigmund. Um, you want me to keep going? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I thought yeah. you had a comment on Well, that. no, I was going to ask. I mean, was he like really into therapy? Or He's basically the father of modern... Psychology. Th- psychology, which developed, developed into therapy. But he seems more like the guy who's like, no, this is what is wrong with you. This is it. He actually ended up, he had a lot of bad ideas. Like he... He has the famous Oedipal complex. You know about this, right? Oh, of course. So everybody, everybody in his mind, he thought that everybody wanted to sleep with their mother and kill their father, like Oedipus Rex. Right. Um, that's obviously not true. And he also was really big on like interpreting dreams as like literal thoughts. Yep. One of my favorite Freudisms is that he said that the Irish people were impervious to psychoanalysis. Oh, that, yeah, that's from The it's Departed. It's from The Departed. And I, I checked, I checked it out. He actually did say that. That wasn't just bullshit from the movie. Interesting. But it turns out it's he was extremely racist to Irish people. So that's why... <laughs> that was why he felt that way. Was he also into phrenology? Were yeah. You, yeah, was. yeah, that's... that. That's and he a was a raging look. cocaine addict. I mean, like... Dude, who wasn't in that region? <laughs> It wasn't there. They just weren't calling it cocaine. (laughs) Everyone was doing it. Yeah. I guess, like, you know, I'm not in that field, but, like, he's held up as, like, one of these godfathers of the industry. And, like, it seems like he had a lot of problematic opinions. What does he look like in your head? Have you seen a photo? I've seen, yeah, I know what he looks like. I haven't seen one, and it's pretty much just, like, (laughs) Einstein with combed hair. Yeah, imagine Einstein, but with like a long goatee and like <laughs> Rasputin glasses. <laughs> oh, dude, he would have had a field day with Rasputin. There's no doubt. A <laughs> um, couple other ones, more modern. Um, Christoph Waltz. That does check who out. You know, I do a fabulous impression of. You do, you do. And then another guy that we both do good impressions of, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's right. Get to the chopper. <laughs> it's not a tumor. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you'd have to say Arnold's the most famous Austrian of all time, right? What's wild about that is what an incredible job he's done becoming an American, though. He was a governor. He's the governor. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Like on the the page, I looked up famous Austrians, and it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, actor and former governor of California. Like you almost forget that he was the governor. Do but. you think that Austrians? don't like him because of that they treat him as kind of like a no he he didn't want anything to do with us uh i feel like they're definitely cool with it because of how much promotion he indirectly gives to austria how much does he give when you think of austria he's like the first guy you think of i totally forgot he was austrian well i think a lot of people i sort of know he doesn't sound like he's american at all he's just like He's just been in America for so long that you're just kind of like, ah, he's just like around. But it's like one of those Tommy Wiseau things where you're like, he doesn't, you don't know where he's from. You just know he's not from here. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right about that. So yeah, that was all the Austrian facts that I I pulled up. Nice work, Tom. That's good deep research. Should we um, should we give this a score? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I love the history. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I wish we were doing something else by them. It's not really a beer. I it's mean, not. if we're, it's almost like needs its own category. If I'm gonna throw it in the beer category, it's gonna get a low score. Mm-hmm. Not as low as some might think, but it's gonna get a low score. But it tastes great. I like the taste. It's just probably not what I want to have 15 of. I would say this is a 2.0, two out of five Vences. I was going to be a little more generous than than 2.0. I think that because it's like it's objectively a semi-pleasant experience like Right. You know, there are beers that we've done that I've just like straight up did not like the taste regardless of the composition. You can't say that this tastes bad. However, it's absolutely a fraud of a beer. Like the, the fact that it's saying it's a beer is just like disgraceful to beers. Way more so than Blue Moon, which we already had a conversation about. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a 2.25 out of 5 times. And Carl, the next time you want to donate a beer You're to running the show, out of mix. We're done with grapefruit, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we need something else. I don't care if it's light or, you know, something that's like in the vein of a Rattler, but... We we're not grapefruit people. I'm sorry. You're technically you're technically our Rattler guy. You're <laughs> our, you're our mixed malt beverage yeah. guy. Now, hey, if you if you're out and about with some people and you want to try a vodka Rattler as like a refreshing you know mix up, I say go for it. But I'm not going to crush Stiegel Rattlers. I'm just not doing it. Ninety degrees, I would have one. Yeah, I'd enjoy myself. Well, Vince, I think that's a wrap on that. Uh, shout out to the nation of Austria and all famous uh, people from there. Should we listen to some Mozart after this? Yeah, let's listen to some Mozart. Mo- oh my God, what happened? <laughs> let's listen to some Mozart. Uh, Carl, as always, thank you for your patronage and your donation. We appreciate it. Right. I don't think you'll be uh, the provider of the Pepe this year, but time will only tell. And if you enjoyed this episode or other episodes we've done, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a follow on social media, Twitter, Instagram. But until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. Avita Zing. <laughs>